0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: It is indeed a glorious thing to see you, because another Thursday night show means that we have both lived another week in this crazy and uncertain times that is 2020 that is slowly approaching to an end.
0: Ain't that the truth? So, ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific owner himself,
1: Celius. It was a pleasure to see you, good sir.
0: This is the Thursday night hangout. It's a show. It's a weekly show for you, by you, where you provide us with uh, comments, topics, and questions. We try our best to cover them with you during the week. This week's show. If you didn't get a chance to submit your topic or your question, have no fear. All you got to do is drop it in the chat, and we'll try to add it to this week's show. If we run out of time, unfortunately, we will have to push it to next week. But have no fear; we will cover it next week. So, without further ado, which I feel like I've said without further ado like 17 times, probably. What exactly isn't a do? (laughs) Who knows? But let's get into the first story, and the first story has to do with Facebook again. There's a Facebook? All right, so ladies and gentlemen, for those out there who do not know, Facebook is this humongous, crazy-ass social media platform that many have tried to take down via lawsuits. Well, it looks like this time around, you have dozens of states and the federal government hitting Facebook with two antitrust lawsuits. Oh, boy. Uh, Now, these lawsuits, uh, one of them is um, abuses dominance in the digital marketplace, and the other one is engages in anti-competitive behavior, Um, which if you don't actually know anything about the, uh, the internet, or social media, you would know that there are but few humongous companies that sit upon the top of social media. And of course, Facebook is one. Uh, Facebook is, of course, the owner of Facebook. Uh, It also uh, owns uh, Instagram. And and then there's another one that I'm not 100% sure with, apparently I'm not cool enough, and that's WhatsApp. And oh, yeah, is... I know WhatsApp. Yeah.
1: It, WhatsApp is actually a very useful messaging platform because it doesn't use your text messages at all. Mm-hmm. And it actually has, well, it's supposed to, at least i will put it that way, have end-to-end encryption. Or so they say. I mean, you are relying on a third-party company, so you trust that encryption as much as you actually trust Facebook.
0: So basically, so they have these, you know, they've got at least these three. I'm sure, and of course, you know, they got their hands in the Oculus and uh, all that stuff. But uh, okay, but here's here's the thing that's really got everyone uh, looking for blood. First of all, they want to they want Facebook to break into uh, several different entities, uh, basically, kind of release Instagram and WhatsApp back into the wild, sort of, I guess. Uh, but what they're really what the lawsuits are really going after is they're claiming that Facebook has used its dominance and monopoly power to crush smaller rivals and snuff out competition. Ah. By using its vast troves of data and money, Facebook has squashed or hindered what the company perceived to be potential threats. So basically, they can make everything go away. (laughs) Like the
1: mob. If you think about it, they have purchased... Um, Instagram. Yep. I mean, that could have potentially been one of their big um, competitors. Yep. They have now WhatsApp, which was... And these were all at one time independent companies. Yep. Um And now Oculus. So I think it's the taking over of these multiple companies. Um, They actually shuttered one of my favorite companies ever. It was a platform called Drop.io. And the cool thing about Drop, because one of our things for people it's like sharing of files with people mm-hmm. and drop io was a super simple to use soft um, website you literally went on there any file up to 100 megs was free you literally dropped the file and you sent that link and it was live for 24 hours to anybody who wanted it
0: that's that's too easy get, my, they was, have to take it away
1: like it was literally the easiest thing in the face of the planet if you wanted to you could then have a paid steer to like password protect etc etc cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. And Facebook purchased it. And of course what happened fairly shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. like that is one of my, fa- I'm still bitter about that. It's one of my favorite internet tools of all time. Um, we can't have nice is,
0: things. We can't have nice things.
1: I know, man. So, I mean, yeah. And I think part of it is the integration part. Cause you look at like what Facebook did with Oculus, mm-hmm. where they're now requiring Oculus users to use the Facebook. Facebook login. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still like Instagram as it is, but I'm under no illusions that in five years, I don't think Instagram will exist, honestly. Yeah,
0: right, right.
1: Um, it's going to be somehow incorporated into Facebook. And yeah, I mean, that's just same thing with WhatsApp. I would not be shocked at all if WhatsApp magically becomes, you know, Facebook. Ma- I mean, we already have Facebook Messenger. I would not be surprised in a couple of years if WhatsApp also disappears.
0: Well, actually, I... I- I am in total disagreement with you there. I think that they continue to, Facebook continues, if if allowed, they'll mm-hmm. continue to ha- market those brands as separate, but be able to control the entire marketplace because Facebook Instagram is a competitor of Facebook, but they own both. So for those who may not be in you know the the savvy internet digital masters of the universe, they may think, well, I'm not going to use Facebook. So I'm going to go to Instagram and what a lot of people wouldn't, you know, there's it's like the baby bell situation. Okay. I'll, there's a bunch of different, uh, telecom companies out there. There's not a whole lot that are not owned by a bigger company. So I would not be surprised if, if they continue to have it as separate entities for the, to allow for the foolish, ignorant, the people out there thinking, Oh, I am going to go. I'm rallying against Facebook. What's up, Nakamoto?
1: Well, sadly, the logic does not always work. I just look at I don't know if you follow um, Linux at all, but just today, um, so basically one of the larger free-to-use Linux distros, CentOS was purchased by Red Hat um, about five years ago. And just today, uh, Red Hat announced that CentOS is basically being um, in a fashion shuttered down. And that was always one of the arguments of why would they do that? Because if anything, Cent was like the gateway to them be able to use Red Hat and get your licensing and all that stuff. Yeah, but you're talking Whereas about a paid
0: now, you're talking about a paid product that owns a free product. They want well, you to just use the paid product.
1: Facebook is a paid product. You're just paying in forms of advertising. It's, and so is Instagram your advertising. Yeah, I. But again, that's another case where you would think the logic would dictate. That's where I, companies seem to have that thing. Larger companies like that seem to have that mentality where any competition, even if you own the competition, is bad competition. Seems to kind of be the theme. Well, so, I mean, if
0: you, you, I mean, this is you know going to date both Zealus and myself, but for the longest time there were two like uh, um, brick and mortar media stores you could go to. Best Buy or Media Play, oh, they're owned by the same people. Yes, my, I am dressed like my mic, and my mic is dressed like me. It's Charlie a vicious is circle. The I'm I
1: am the mic. Yeah, so but I, I mean, look, if I they don't, really cared about antitrust, go after the damn baby bells. Not I mean, who? I mean, honestly, I don't care about Facebook. Uh, and if they have a monopolistic platform, I really don't care because it actually doesn't affect my day-to-day operations or my ability to conduct business or my ability to actually function. Does it though?
0: Because anytime you touch Facebook, you're basically flooding them with information they could turn around and sell.
1: Correct, but I also don't have to use Facebook. I have to use an ISP if I want to basically interact with the world.
0: But you give Facebook enough time and you'll have to use Facebook to utilize basically half of the internet.
1: No! Stop no. rooting my hopes and dreams.
0: I'm sorry, Zeus. I'm sorry, but but and
1: you know, I guess I just feel like there's much more worthwhile anti-practice prop practices that go on than Facebook.
0: I say, get this Facebook thing done, and it will. It I, what I see is yes, there probably are more, uh, more important or, uh, yeah, more important targets, but if you could do it to Facebook, that would be a landmark case. And it would allow for presidents to shoot down a bunch of other monopolies that are basically doing the jig going, you can't touch me. Mm. Because the thing is, Facebook has been, I mean, Facebook and Instagram and basically all social media platforms have been in the forefront uh, for basically the entire year. So, you know, thanks to the wonderful election of the United States of America. Uh, so it's a hot button topic, uh, or, you know, it's, it's easy to, everyone knows about Facebook right now. They don't know about the baby bells.
1: Sure. Or what you're saying is Facebook needs to learn how to better bribe, or I mean, give donations to politicians.
0: Yes, but, but then they would, they betray the, their users and it's all a nasty, dirty thing.
1: Ain't that the truth? Yes. Okay. So
0: uh the next story that we have is uh it's centered around TV show cancellations. First of all, can I, I there's a little sidebar here. Do can we call them TV shows anymore if we're streaming them through like all devices? I'm not using a TV to to watch Netflix the majority of the time.
1: I guess it's kind of like calling it a Kleenex or a Clorox wipe. Like it's just a generic Term, and somebody says a TV show, we all know what you're referring to, even if you're watching it like on your phone. We know what you mean by True. saying "I'm watching a TV show."
0: Okay. Uh. But um. okay. So, anyways, uh, back to the topic. Uh, there was, of course, Netflix has a, you know, Netflix has this approach of. Making uh, you know funding a bunch of shows and seeing what will stick. And sometimes the shows might have a little bit of an audience, but if it doesn't have that big of enough return, it cancels it. Yep. Well, they just announced that they are canceling uh, one of their new adult animated shows called Hoops. Which, to be honest with you, I'm surprised they even made it after I. I don't know what what uh, the the test group was, but it was a terrible show.
1: I don't know anything about hoops. It It's bad.
0: Um, but, yeah, it was... Anyway, so that got canceled. So the question was from the audience, um, in your opinion, what is the better situation for show cancellations? Do you do the Netflix style where they basically mass produce an entire season, throw it out there, and then, you know, you binge it and you get hooked and they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. Or do you do what a lot of the TV show, a lot of like, you know, um, cable TV shows do. And that is they do, they record uh, episodes in segments. So the entire season might not already be filmed and they might stop before the season's over.
1: I definitely prefer the Netflix style where you can just binge the entire series if you want to. And know pretty soon on if it's going to be canceled, because they usually announce pretty soon after a season's released, it seems, of whether or not they're going to do another season. Um, so I'm personally partial to the Netflix style, but Amazon's also kind of done that old TV style um, with some of their television shows where everything's been recorded. Mm-hmm. It's already all filmed and produced. Mm-hmm. They just intentionally receive um, release it every week instead of all at once kind of like Disney Plus has done with The Mandalorian. Yep. Um, So I think some of the streaming services have kind of, to your point, done the TV route where, unlike traditional cable television, where they're also basing it on like, you know, 26 episodes. Right. um, Now you're looking at that 8 to 12 range, it seems. Which is more like the
0: BBC style.
1: Yep. Um, So they're recording them all once. And then... Really, regardless of ratings, basically at that point, you might as well just release all of your episodes because yep, you have got them all. And I think it works better though with shows that you know are going to be popular. Like The Mandalorian worked because of the
0: the hype and the and, hype. and the universe was already, that already existed.
1: Same thing with Game of Thrones. Like Game of yeah. Thrones did weekly. I mean, keep aside. How season seven went. Right. The hype was astronomical. So I think some television shows where the hype is off the chart, it works. Like when Netflix says season two of The Witcher comes out, I could see that being another one where there's going to be such an enormous hype around the second season of The Witcher where that's one that could work. Um, so I think there are some shows that are popular enough where they could do that. And the network already knows in this case, I'm using Netflix calling in a network right. where they know it's going to be successful doing it weekly or just giving you the binge watch.
0: Right. Now, I I'm, I'm with you. I, the, the thing is I still have nightmares about some of my, uh, some of the shows that I watched um, growing up and them being canceled like mid season or some like random point yep. where you're just, I, I mean, yes, there. Netflix, um, if, if a show is done right at this, at the end of a season, there's always gonna be a cliffhanger. And so ten you know, still you're going to be like, but what's going to happen? But at least you got to that cliffhanger. It's not, it- it's not like you're, you're climbing up the mountain and all of a sudden pff, the mountain's gone. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I think the thing is with, with Netflix, if is um, you don't have to continue watching a bad show if you don't want to, you know it's not it yeah. you it could go away in your mind, and everyone else can can you know enjoy it, whereas you know if it's on cable, you're basically screwed.
1: I am excited though that Netflix did pick up Cobra Kai in season three of Cobra Kai. Is well,
0: coming someone to had to because. The, uh, YouTube Let It Go.
1: Oh, man. It's such a good show. Well, the crazy thing is, is season three had already been, like, produced and recorded. Yep. So, at that point, it's literally just a matter of needing a distributor. Yep. Oh, man. That is such a that is such a good show that people don't know about.
0: It's really, you should tell the masses.
1: Tell them now. <laughs> go watch Cobra Kai. There you season go. Season 22 are on Netflix now. Yes. Speaking of Netflix, I have a Christmas goal in life okay to watch uh, re-watch i should say all of season one of the witcher in one day best elixir that is my goal i'm gonna wake up at a early for christmas break time and basically not leave my couch for many many hours it's gonna be glorious
0: best elixir we'll see how it goes yes i i will be pulling for you
1: i know very high i've done
0: i've done crazy things that you know watching you know trying to binge watch through an entire season of of a show or okay question for you yes sir
1: speaking of binging, what is your first show that you remember like binge watching like so like for me for instance i remember like because TV shows were hard to binge watch when they're on cable, right? Because yep, you had to record yep. them or watch it weekly. For me, it would definitely be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When that was on Netflix, all seven seasons, mm-hmm. it, it was terrible how much of that show... Like, I think I watched all seven seasons in like two months, which is not a good idea, um, based on how many... I think there's there's over 140 episodes. Hmm. So that for me was definitely my first... Like, I basically would sit and watch like 10 episodes at a time type of television show.
0: First show that I truly binge watched. You know, and it I- has
1: to be more than one season. I'm throwing in a caveat. It has to be more Ooh, than one
0: season. okay. Now see, there's, there's the curveball. Yeah. That yeah. basically t- knocks out like all the anime from when <laughs> I was growing up because I, I binge watched and watched 26 episodes straight.
1: Okay. Of, of quite a few shows. Different. Yeah. I-, I guess I could see that because I never was in the anime disc World, so no. I never could experience that. So I could see that.
0: But it. But if I have to. But if I had to go outside that realm, um, gosh, if I were to binge watch, are we an, an entire show or?
1: I'm gonna say it's gonna be the entire show. Yes. Then they could be an anime. That's fair.
0: To be honest with you, I think I'm pretty sure that it, that uh, it was the Star Trek Next Generation.
1: Okay, there you go. That's a solid one.
0: TNG, man. I grew up on TNG. That was like the the um the weekend uh family show that we all like sat down at, at our uh our uh living room table and ate food and watched as a family. And then once it was available in streaming form, I watched everything. And I was like, I remember that? I remember that? I don't remember that. What the hell? Huh? What? Oh yeah, that's good. So, yeah, Yeah. I would say uh, TNG.
1: Mine was watching TV wrestling with my dad.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of (coughs) streaming services, uh, going on to the next topic here, uh, it has been announced that Sony's Funimation uh, has just bought, though technically there's still some pending actions here, has just bought Crunchyroll. Oh. Crunchyroll, of course, is, I guess, direct... Uh, once upon a time, Crunchyroll was basically the humongous anime streaming service known to man, and it actually had Funimation content. Then Funimation decided, you know what? We could do this on our own, and so they left. And now Funimation is buying Crunchyroll. Um, it's funny. So you're 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 basically seeing, you know, uh, this like reconsolidation of like anime streaming. I mean, this this is you want to talk about. Making a juggernaut in, uh, uh, in the internet space. I mean, you got Funimation and Crunchyroll coming together now. Um, it is the the purchase is being rumored at one point one seven five billion dollars.
1: All right, I so have a question for you because yes. I don't know much about the streaming services yes, sir. for anime. Mm-hmm. Is Crunchyroll also an animation studio, or are they just no. a streaming platform?
0: Streaming platform. Or not
1: Funimation.
0: They are a distributor.
1: That's what I thought, yeah. But,
0: you know, actually, to be honest, I'm going to retract that. I think that Crunchyroll is also a distributor. Um, I know that they both have, like, helped greenlight some projects, Um to, so that they can have like, you know, like Netflix exclusives, but like Country Roll and, and Funimation exclusives. Uh, but they're not actually, you know, they're in the video game world, they would be the publishers, not the developers. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, you know, um, the, you know, little side projects or the out of nowhere projects that were created just to, you know, have something, to battle like if Crunchyroll had something to battle against Funimation, some show that they had. Um, so, it'd be interesting to see if you know that type of creativity kind of goes away. Now, my question and I and it has not been answered yet is what's going to happen with VRV? VRV is basically like the level up of Crunchyroll. Uh, VRV is basically a service that has Crunchyroll plus a bunch of other uh, streaming channels. One of uh, one of the big ones, of course, is Rooster Teeth TV. Uh, but like I said, I haven't heard anything what's going to happen with that. Uh, VRV also, uh, had like a, um, a channel on there that was kind of the next big thing, like anime that you probably haven't heard of, but you need to know about. Hmm. And I hope that doesn't go away because that's where I basically saw some amazing anime and also some anime that I was like, for love of God, how many times can you do this storyline?
1: Mm, that's fair.
0: An amnesian... Uh, person who knows nothing about mech uh, battle uh, robots finds a mech battle robot that no one can control yet once he steps inside the the cabin it turns on and then he is the savior I'm like is this
1: a case where like Crunchyroll and Funimation can basically like end up uniting under one service
0: yes that's that's the goal okay yeah Yep, that's the it, I
1: mean, it's also been interesting cuz we just talked about it is how much anime Netflix has been been producing also.
0: Right. And 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 in a way this would be, you know, a move to strengthen uh basically strengthen uh the the anime uh library that they have cuz um if you look at Netflix, Netflix, you know, they've had they've they've started supplementing with their own stuff, be it anime, be it um Uh, TV shows, um, crap, there's other stuff they've done basically to kind of like cover for the, the shows that they've lost because, you know, Disney's doing their own thing now and, uh, this anime studio is doing their own thing. Steven Ranella's Meat Eater. I don't know that show.
1: Meat Eater could get some very interesting Google responses. I'm
0: sure it can. But anyways, you know, um, this to me makes total sense. uh, And I'm really happy because Funimation, uh, in my experience, was basically the go-to place for dubbed uh, uh, series. Uh, So Hmm. if you wanted you know, voice over acting for Japanese animation, which is dubbed, uh, then you went through Funimation because that was basically the the US distributor. Uh and I mean yes, Crunchyroll did have some dubbed series, but when Funimation left or, you know, yeah, left Crunchyroll, a lot of the dubbed series left. Um Nope. Nakamoto. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Nakamu is saying naughty things now. Uh but but yeah, I I, I like the move. I mean $1.175 billion. That's a pretty good price tag to uh to, you know, basically put things together. Um so you've got one humongous anime streaming platform. I I would be interested to see what, if there's gonna be a, like a huge rebranding. Um if it's gonna be just like the Funimation anime station. <laughs> Uh, or, or, or what it's going to be, but, um,
1: good for them. Yeah. That is kind of about the only anime I watch is stuff that happens to be on Netflix.
0: Though that, that number is actually dwindling.
1: Well, mostly it's honestly been, um, their own stuff like, um, blood of Zeus and the fate stuff. It's probably really the anime I've watched that's on Netflix. Both I hate to say this, but I've kind of-,
0: of gotten over the fate stuff.
1: Yeah, it's... They're repetitive in their own way. Um, but Blood of Zeus is highly entertaining. I'm enjoying it. Oh,
0: absolutely. Show. Have you finished the, oh, this?
1: And Dragon's Dogma was much better than I thought it would be.
0: Yes. Well, it was, yes, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um I I still well you know I don't know I I I've I've never played the game so I can't you know I if I was able to compare I think I'd you know have a better feeling about that whole thing. It
1: it stays truer to the game than I thought it would too.
0: And that's a very difficult thing to do staying true to the source material. Hello yeah. Hollywood.
1: Um, I haven't watched Castlevania. I know you said Castlevania is good.
0: Castlevania is good. Just um, well now that there's what three seasons out. By all means, watch it because now's the time. Yeah, no, well, I mean, now it actually makes sense. If you tried to get in when there's only the first season, you would have literally found whomever the wherever Netflix is and then punched someone in the face. It is, it was the worst cock tease I have ever seen in my life. Mm. The worst. It was like, hey, let's let's give you just the you know a little bit of the backstory and then ta-da, end of free. The season one, I'm like, what? No, we can't do that. Anyways, you bastards. It's a good, se- I mean, it's the, the intro you, the, the thing that's really interesting is if you look at all of these, um, you know, uh, Netflix only projects, the Hulu only projects, or the Amazon only projects, and you look at the, the cast list for these projects, you're going, holy shit! I mean, it's not. I mean, yes, there are a lot of famous voice actors out there, but then you know, for the anime stuff, there's a lot of like very well known actors and actresses that are also voicing this stuff. So it's not, you know, it's not like the B leagues. I mean, they're bringing in like the A plusers for some of this stuff.
1: I will definitely take your word of authority on that one because I would not know.
0: Well, there you go. All right, so um, yeah, I, I'm I. I hope that VRV, you know, continues to survive and does its thing and gains funimation uh, uh, functionality because Crunchyroll is nine ninety nine a month and VRV, I believe, it's like fifteen ninety nine a month. I think. Um, so hopefully that doesn't go away because if it does, I'd be very sad because that was like my place to go to, especially to watch all the seasons of Ruby. Mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other uh awesome anime that i'd never seen anywhere else.
1: Well, maybe it could be a resurrection of PlayStation View.
0: Oh Christ, no. <laughs> that was done poorly. And i stuck with them for as long as i could.
1: Now, I used PlayStation. I used View before YouTube TV. I also like I know, View but stuff.
0: you but yep. you jumped ship before PlayStation was or Sony yep. was like, you know, we're have- we're going to have to shut this down. I literally I left PlayStation View like in the 11th hour mainly because i liked the actual freaking tv guide that the view had and i still can't figure out how to to do any like you know real navigation on youtube tv
1: oh no it's terrible on my tv if i'm watching a show i have to press exit out like four times to get back to the home screen
0: it's like i want how hard is it just to tell me what's coming next like yeah. this is what's live. I'm like, I don't want to know what's live. I want to know what's upcoming. Yeah, no, and, their app is terrible. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. All right. So now let's let's do a couple of uh, heavier hitters here. I know that we've already. I mean, you know, there, the the first couple topics definitely have some uh, influence on a, a good chunk of the world, like the Funimation thing anime lovers uh the show cancellation that's basically anyone who is a f- fanboy of any show uh of course facebook that's you know what what uh what government is going to try to knock on their door cuz i know that the year that uh was it the eu uh has gone after them several times yep they have but now the the interesting thing is that the i i i don't know if i actually have the list but there i mean the amount of states that are going after Facebook. Um, um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Because I was like, "Holy crap! Forty-six states. Forty-six states are in are are going for Facebook on this one." Um, do they actually list the states, or are they just saying, "Oh, it's forty-six states"?
1: Out of the forty-six states in America, right?
0: Oh, God. Yes, absolutely. The 46 states... All right. All right, so let's go on uh, another social media streaming platform thing that's that's happening. So I know that everyone knows that on Twitch they are amazing when it comes to hateful conduct and harassment towards streamers. Uh, We know that they have the streamers... First in their hearts, and they're always there to protect one another.
1: And you're first in my heart, Charlie. Thank you,
0: Zilius. Uh But okay, so um, as many of you know, there's been just constant issues with. First of all, I was being sarcastic. Um, just if if you're listening to this and not watching this, you couldn't see my face, um, so you couldn't see the the expressions I was giving you. But um,
1: I prefer not to look at your face. Thank you, Zelius. Oh, sorry, that was my inside voice.
0: Ha 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 ha. Anyways, um, so Twitch is, has constantly been has been in the constant crosshairs of mishandling, uh hateful conduct, harassment, all that stuff. Um, Twitch thought that they were doing a good thing back in twenty eighteen where they put the emphasis on um making the streamers be the personal moderator for their own chat thinking, well, the streamers could take care of it because you know, most of this, this hateful conduct and harassment is happening in their stream and they'll want to put a stop to it. Uh, no. Um, and there was, well, there was another little curveball, and that was that some of the bigger streamers on Twitch platform back in 2018 were the worst offenders of the hate conduct and harassment. So they, of course, did not uh, implement the moderation on their channel. And of course, Twitch wasn't going to try to uh, scare away those streamers. Now, of course, we, you know, we fast forward to today and. Twitch does drop the ban hammer from time to time. Sometimes it's a permanent ban. Sometimes it's a a limited time ban, but they will drop it. They still very hesitant about it and not at a rate that makes a lot of people feel safe. So, uh, upcoming, I believe they're actually going to put this truly into, um, to law, uh, January the 22nd of 2021. Um, They will, going forward, divide uh, these guidelines into three separate categories. And they are harassment, hateful conduct, and then sexual harassment. The big thing is that they basically took sexual harassment and harassment and made two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically— For those out there who may not know, uh, harassment is behaviors that are designed to disrupt, harm, and or hijack the community or stream. People experience harassment in many ways, including personal attacks, promotion of physical harm, and malicious brigading. Claiming that the victim of a well-documented violent tragedy is a crisis actor or is lying, encouraging others to... DDoS, hack, dox, or swat another person, inciting malicious raids of another person's social media profiles off Twitch. So I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, that we, I'm, I'm glad that you spelled it out, but yes, people should not do any of that. Uh, now, the hateful conduct uh, is as follows. Uh, hateful conduct is attacks based on identity characteristics, race, ethnicity, ethnicity. God, I can't pronounce that. Color, caste, national origin, immigration status, religion, sex, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, disability, serious medical condition, and veteran status. the the two the the three which which um, I, the three that they, they added one of them, I'm not exactly sure why this wasn't added before that's color. They added color, uh, to the, the identity characteristics, like, but that should already be there. Um, the other two, uh, were, uh, caste and immigration status. Hmm. Um, now another thing about hateful conduct, uh, is the utilization of emotes. Um, and the chats, uh, emotes are an important part of how people communicate with one another on Twitch, but they can be used maliciously. So emote combinations, even without additional text use in chat will be held to this policy. Um, given its historic and symbolic association with slavery and white supremacist groups in the U group, sorry. And white supremacist groups in the U.S., displaying the Confederate flag is prohibited. Which, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Now, now, I, I will say this, and, and I'm not trying to be a total dick about this, but there are, there, there is a very, <laughs> I, I don't remember what the website is, but there is a website out there that basically lists all of the, um, was it like um, groups, uh, gang signs, like basically like combinations, emotes, all this stuff that that if you look at it, you're like, holy shit, I can't put anything online because someone, some white supremacist group or neo Nazis or some you know gang has already claimed it as their own.
1: Or what if you're part of a civil war reenactment troop?
0: You still do need to use the Confederate flag and Twitch.
1: What if I want to live stream my reenactment?
0: Then you probably put it as, this is a reenactment of the Civil War. And you could probably get away with the Confederate flag because it, it actually has a place in the Civil War.
1: I'm just saying. Anyways,
0: uh, so you have that. And then, of course, the final category, which was broken out from harassment, is sexual harassment, which has been the big one. Yep. Uh, well, uh, uh, racial uh, um, injustice has been humongous. Sexual harassment uh, has, is basically, you know, th- that's the one-two punch here. Uh, sexual harassment has been, um, they've separated sexual harassment into its own category and adopted a much lower tolerance for objectifying and harassing behavior. So much less wiggle room for those people who would be like, well, I'm just having to have fun. Uh, hara- uh, sexual harassment is repeatedly commenting on someone's perceived attractiveness, even in what you believe to be a positive or complimentary manner, is prohibited if there is indication that it's unwelcome, i.e., you've been asked to stop, timed out, or channel banned. Yes, if you get channel banned for something that you're saying, chances are you should stop. But of course, the trolls out there are like, well, I just changed names.
1: That seems like common sense to me, which is probably the problem.
0: See, that's the problem. The internet doesn't understand common sense. That that's we, It's it's shock and awe here, man. It's not common sense. Uh, another thing uh, is making lewd or explicit comments about anyone's sexuality or physical appearance is prohibited. Note that we that Twitch does not make an exception for public figures. Okay. Interesting. Uh, And then finally sending unwanted unsolicited links to nude images or videos is prohibited. No shit. Sherlock. That should be like, that's, that shouldn't be done on any platform unless you're 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Unless you're in like a porn chat room, that one right there should not exist.
1: (laughs) But, Sadly, they have to put it there for a reason because it happens.
0: Well, all right. Right. I mean, in this beautiful country that we call the U.S. of A, the reason why you have all these freaking uh, no shit Sherlock warnings on stuff is because someone did it. Um, And uh, in this beautiful uh, country that we live in, you can do dumb shit and sue the company for said dumb shit if it's not explicitly written in the warning label that you shouldn't do it. Um, so
1: okay to do anybody for anything you want, whether or not you're going to win, eh, who knows?
0: Yes, exactly. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick pause here and do a shout out to some of the friends of the show. So, uh, let me start off with the, do, 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 do. oh my gosh, where'd it go? Um, let's start off with the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. Uh, Zelius is put up in the chat, and it's also in the window, but just in case you're watch- or you're listening to this, that is, uh, that's IndieCluster, I-N-D-I-E, Cluster, C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com, IndieCluster.com, all one word. The next shout-out I have to give, of course, is Hero Chiropractic, which uh, is... Uh, a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing pa- uh, clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person they make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs hero cry hero chiropractic.com uh ryan was literally just here yesterday and he adjusted myself and my son so uh i'm not just you know trying to be nice he's currently my chiropractor and he's my son's chiropractor. He's good. If you're in the greater Atlanta era, definitely check him out. Check him out. Uh, He's awesome. Uh, He's also nerdy as hell. Uh, Yeah. Hero chiropractor. Now let's do a shout out to a a longtime fan of the show. And that of course is, whoops, wrong one. (laughs) Nerd Nerdberger. Nerdberger Games is the game design imprint of award winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nerdberger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nerdberger Games endeavors to create games that explore corners of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. These games forgo dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. Currently, at the time of this recording, Nerdberger has, in their arsenal, Capers, Die Laughing, Merzen Acquisition, Good Strong Hands, and quite a few other uh, ones that he is currently uh, messing around with. But, NurburgerGames.com, an amazing guy Craig is, and of course all his games that Zelis and I have been uh, I guess guinea pigs for thoroughly enjoyed.
1: I like being a guinea pig.
0: Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, we of course have to give a shout out to our little local watering hole, and that of course is Battle and Brew. Battle and Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle and Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon to be favorites they've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line they've taken a good place and made it a great place a place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions a place where you and your friends feel like you're at home a place where everyone knows your game if you want more information just go to www.battleandbrew.com and i have to fully admit that i (laughs) really wanted to go to Bell and brew the other night because I was like, I need that atmosphere. Um, but I will give you a heads up. Uh, Battle & Brew uh, and some uh, some art. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a studio or just a publicist. Uh, but they're going to do some um, uh, an event based around some really cool art. So if you go to Battle & Brew's Facebook page, I'm sure they've got the event up there for you to check a look at. Now, of course, since we gave a shout-out to the friends of the show, we have to do a shout-out to ourselves because that's only fair. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want you, amazing people, to be fully aware that Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Patreon at... Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, supporters, become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you... access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, the money that is being raised for Patreon is covering the cost for hosting our podcasts, um, the the um, the cost of upgrading our rendering software for our videos and our podcasts, uh, the software that was that's needed so that I can mirror my iOS and Android devices onto my PC so I could stream them, uh, which was very important, uh, for the review I just released this week called bio Inc redemption, which allows you to be either a, a healing doctor or a mad scientist helping on trying to throw every single type of malady ailment disease at someone. Um, and, uh, as people out there who are currently patrons, uh yeah, patrons, uh have noticed the exclusive content is finally starting to appear. Uh if you are a patron, uh I right now I have it set for for all levels, and I think we'll just keep it there for now. Uh of course there's a one dollar level and a five dollar level, but right now if you are a patron, you do get first Uh, access to all of the playthroughs that I've been recording. And I've been going kind of hardcore with the uh, 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 playthroughs. We have the uh, Thimbleweed Park playthrough. uh, And for those who don't know, uh, because it hasn't been released to the public, but only to the patrons, uh, the playthrough for Beyond a Steel Sky uh, is already out there. And that one will actually be flipped to public I think tomorrow. Um,
1: I have a real question for you, though. Yes, sir. Were you able to get Cyberpunk 2077 installed?
0: Okay. So, sidebar here. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you follow uh, Alter Confusion on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you may have noticed that I posted a picture going, You gotta be fucking kidding me because it said write error. Um, and I was freaking out. I was like, Oh, you know, I was Googling this, you know, it's like, what the hell is Steam? What's going on? And I couldn't find anything that exactly fell into the category. It's Like, well, you got to make sure that the, the, uh, the, the folder that everything's installing to isn't just read only. And I was like, but it's not read only. And so in a moment of frustration, I just started tearing through, or actually I go not tearing through, but navigating through, uh, my, uh, the drive that, that hosts uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And I found the executable for Cyberpunk 2077. And I just double clicked on it. So I didn't, I'm not doing it through Steam. I'm doing it straight from uh, my, you know, the directory. And magically it worked. And I'm going, what the shit? And so what I did is, for those out there who may run into the same issue, what you might want to do is if you have Steam on your, um, on your taskbar, uh, if you right-click, it usually gives you like a list of, um, uh, like it gives you the last couple games you've played, then like store, library, community, all that stuff, right? If uh, right now the, the top one for me is Cyberpunk 2077, because that was the last one I, I messed around with. If you click on that, it actually will tell you what the thing is that's, that was causing the disk write error. Huh. And, it, to to really just piss me off. The thing that wasn't installing had nothing to do with the game. It was a bonus PDF written in Polish. That because it was not able to fully download into that directory, into the, the bonus directory, it would not allow it would not allow me to play Cyberpunk 2077 through Steam.
1: But the Polish is the authentic version, man.
0: So, what ended up happening was I traced that stupid thing down, and that folder was read only. And I switched it, and I was like, okay, double click on Cyberpunk through Steam, and it's like, install complete, starting game. I'm like, you son of a bitch.
1: That is so bizarre.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So, the reason I asked is because you've been tearing through some gameplays. Yep. So, are you going to still be able to do gameplays or are we going to jump down the 2077 rabbit hole and never come up for air okay so um
0: no 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 okay so so here's the deal um like i said i've I've been going on kind of a tear i've been trying to do a bunch of playthroughs um and recording them posting online of course doing the reviews uh i plan on still doing recordings of playthroughs i've actually got at least one, maybe two games that I'll be recording the playthroughs. But I will also be um, playing some Cyberpunk 2077 because I want to know what it's about. And I have played, I think like 35 minutes of Cyberpunk 2077 when I finally figured out that stupid Polish PDF file. Um, It is pretty solid uh, right now. I'm, I'm still pretty early into it. But I I, I kind of like I like the feel of it. Uh, this is definitely a grown up game. I will hmm. tell you that right now. There is
1: don't let the kids play.
0: Yes, that when you're building your character, you have the option of of giving the character genitalia, uh, which was eye opening, to say the least.
1: I mean, you know, it's 2077, so why not?
0: Yes. But, um, and and I, I immediately, uh, as we stated in in a previous episode, you know, uh, they have the option of for streamers to turn off copyrighted music. And I was like, okay, let me actually go into the options and let me see this for myself. It's there. (laughs) There's just, there's literally, um, a, uh, streamers, uh, disable copyright, uh, music, basically a uh, uh, switch box interesting which i'm like yeah uh oh because
1: uh i, l- I checked that box like it's one of those things i would forget i ever even checked it in the first place
0: and yeah uh but uh as uh, just a bit of news uh Altiker fusion did get dinged on both twitch and facebook for a copyrighted song uh from a stream i did like a week and a half ago um uh, Lego DC Super Villains had a uh the intro music on the the start screen is copyrighted. Nice. Yep. So we got dinged on both those platforms.
1: Murky, messy world of streaming out there.
0: Look, seriously, I don't know I don't know what kind of like mojo or black magic you have to do, but there's got to be somewhere some way to basically Allow a song or sound that belongs in a game that you
1: legally bought to to not screw you over. I know. I mean, people do this for a living, streaming games that obviously have this copyright. But then again, when this all started, the well, most recent big brouhaha of Twitch a month ago, you've read Was about the sound, the the sound
0: of- library from yeah. World of Warcraft.
1: Yeah. So it's. And it doesn't help getting political for a moment here Yep. that people making these laws, frankly, don't even know how to use their damn computer. And or so, the only thing
0: they know to do is that computers give me money. So make it harder for other people.
1: Yeah. So you got people regardless of liberal, conservative, left or right or whatever, yep. if you don't have a basic fundal, fundamental understanding of how technology works in our world, in the implications of these decisions, mm-hmm. how can you even practically interpret or write a law based around that in the first place?
0: Because there are elected officials, duh. <sighs> uh,
1: I um... didn't vote for them,
0: anyways. Um, getting back, getting back on the topic. Uh, uh, yeah, so we got dinged, uh, but let's do some more Ultra Confusion shout outs and that, of, co- or I guess personal shout outs. And that of course is, I know that it's way past, but it's still 2020. So ladies and gentlemen, I do need to remind you that Ultra Confusion for nine straight years has, uh, fundraised for extra life. There is still time to donate to extra life. Hopefully you donate to Ultra Confusion, but if you have someone else, uh, that you want to donate to, please do so. It is very important, uh, that, that Extra Life gets as much love as possible. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best gaming to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. All to Confusion um, has been uh, fundraising for Children's Health Care Atlanta for the full nine years that we've been doing this. Uh, that money goes directly to Children's Health Care Atlanta at C- Care of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars you that we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the children. They treat, um, as Zelius uh, has put in the chat, our initial goal was $250. We we're at two seventy six, Uh, so we have reached our goal, but of course that doesn't mean that you can't donate and, um, extra life, uh, has surpassed $16 million, uh, raised, for children's health, which uh, is awesome. And we fully support that. And we will continue to um, for the big number 10 next year. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, We, um, I know that there's a lot of people out there who want to help out Alter Confusion or support Alter Confusion in some way. Of course, the Patreon way is an awesome thing, but not everyone can do it financially or they can't do it every single month. Although a dollar a month, Goes a very long way for Alter Confusion. Um, like I said, once again, there's a dollar and there's a five dollar um, uh, tier, and that's just just that money once a month. Uh, so you, so what is that? Sixty bucks a, a year or twelve bucks a year. Uh, so hopefully, I, I hope that doesn't break anyone's bank. If it doesn't, then please support Alter Confusion. If you cannot support us on a monthly basis, there is the still there is still a chance to do a financial donation, a one time donation uh by going to either twitch or our website www.alteredconfusion.com there's a donate now button on either of those locations you click that it's a one-time donation and of course go strict strictly to alter confusion to cover all the mounting uh software costs now uh now of course if you want to give something to alter confusion uh physically, and I apologize. I still have yet to go to the post office. Uh, so if you have sent something and you're like, son a
1: bitch, where is it? Whoa, 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 whoa. You said you're going last year. I time. know. I remember vividly how excited you were. I was, oh, but it, it ever comes out of your mouth again, sir.
0: But there was a monkey wrench. I cannot go into it. But anyways, um, if you want to send I some, don't trust you ever again. If you, you want, want to send something watch. to All to Confusion, all you got to do is mail it to 1551 Dunway. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y Village Parkway. Number, this is very super duper important. Number, because this is the P.O. Box number. Number, because if you don't put this number, it will not get to us. Number 88276. The city is Dunwoody. Once again, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia. Zip code 30338. So... Let us get into our final story. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to support Alter Confusion and maybe a non-financial or physical means, you all you got to do is follow us uh, on your favorite or all social media platforms, be it Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. And of course, you know if you want to go Patreon, Patreon. Or if you want to be part of the Discord channel, just hit us up and we'll give you the Discord link and you become part of that awesomeness as well. All right, so the final Uh, topic that has been submitted, pre-submitted, for us to discuss has to do with uh, something that constantly seems to happen with one of the major players in the uh, video game console uh, side of things. And that is Nintendo, once again, continues to clash against fan community. Now, we know that in the past, I mean, Nintendo has been notorious for coming down hard on unsanctioned, uh, tournaments of their game or unsanctioned modifications of their, uh, systems or fan projects, be it, uh, a game or a movie, or I don't know if they've actually gone after people that are writing fanfic, but I wouldn't be surprised to be honest with you.
1: Really interesting question.
0: They'd be like, "Oh, you know, I I wrote the the fanfic about Luigi and Bowser's illicit affair behind Mario and Peach's back."
1: Nintendo might not. You want to like acknowledge that some of that stuff exists? I'm just saying.
0: No, I'm sure. God, I'm sure. But anyways, uh, so once again, Nintendo is in the news Oh, okay. Um, and this one is okay. The first one, th- there there's two instances I want to talk about. No, sorry, three instances I want to talk about. Uh, The first one I want to talk about, I kind of understand, but at the same time, I think it's bullshit. Uh, And that is that um, as many of you know, uh, no matter if it's uh, Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo, all three of them really, really do not want you to create unofficial uh, skins or plates or designs for their consoles you no know, they sony sony of course um recently went after those people who made who wanted to make custom shells for the playstation 5 and of course i guess like in a roundabout way they're like well we could put a vinyl sticker over instead of do the actual metal which to me uh n- cheapens the effect right. but anyways so n- there was a um um there was a Custom controller designer called Captain Alex, who created Joy-Con shells themed to com- to commemorate uh, a popular YouTuber Etika, uh, who died by suicide last year. All the proceeds for these Joy-Con designs, uh, we're going to go to JED Foundation, a suicide prevention charity. However, the designer Captain Alex was served a cease and desist um, uh, from Nintendo due to him using the uh, trademark term Joy-Con as part of his design. Like, I understand that, uh, you know, that it, it is Nintendo stuff and they don't want someone to put something to change their stuff and then have them to be blamed. I understand that. But there's got to be a little bit when it comes to a charity, maybe instead of doing a cease and desist, maybe try to actually work with the designer. I don't know, you know, get some good faith, some good vibrations uh with with you know, a community that's trying to raise money to for suicide prevention.
1: I don't know. That one seems a little bit heavy-handed. Or could you even have said, like, hey, do this just without the name Joy-Con in it? Yeah, I mean... People have been like, okay. And said, like, I can at least kind of understand why Nintendo doesn't want the word Joy-Con and selling a product. Because that's very specific to Nintendo. That I can at least understand. Yes. That part. But then be like, okay, just don't use the word Joy-Con. To me, that solves a lot of the potential confusion but uh, yeah so i mean
0: yeah i i like i said i understand you know you, it's it's your own thing you know it, it's your ip it's your intellectual property you don't want people monkeying around with it because chances are if if you allow for people to monkey around with it they could potentially break it and then you're then people are going to come to you not to the mod the modder uh, the modificationer.
1: it be yep. it. um But, but like, even like, I remember growing up, like anything I ever bought that electronics clearly had like a label where like, if you break this label, you vote your warranty.
0: Exactly. But people got smarter and they found a way to re-adhesive that, that sticker.
1: That's true. Okay.
0: So that's, that's one of the three. Uh, the second one is, um, Nintendo served a cease and desist to the Smash Brothers Melee Big House Tournament, one of the biggest events on Smash Brothers' competitive scene calendar. The cease and desist, which centered around the tournament's use of an unofficial Slippy mod to make the game playable online, because uh, once upon a time, Smash Brothers did uh, existed on many different platforms and they still do, but technically some people forget that previous consoles e- exist. Uh, Smash Bros. Melee, I believe, was GameCube, which definitely did not have a f- very robust online um, presence because Nintendo was, has been always very hesitant about entering the internet space. Uh, so in order, because of COVID, uh, they, the um, promoters were utilizing an unofficial a mod called Slippy to allow for that uh, the online functionality for the game. Uh, This cease to desist caused the event to be canceled outright. Nintendo explained that the tournament requires use of an illegally copied version of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in to protect its intellectual property and Brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual property. That being said, I'm pretty. Uh, you know, this this is me as as being like a good faith gamer. I'm pretty sure that they also, if if this is one of like the big tournament like you know uh, organizers, I'm pretty sure that they would. I mean, they do own. The, the legal copy for the game, but the only reason why they're having to play this mod version was because they can't have people in the same room, but they still want to do this tournament.
1: And it's not like, yeah, I again, I feel like that's something where Nintendo could have been like a one-time grace. Like, we understand why this is happening. This is not a blanket, okay, go do, forth, and do this, but this is a annual Super Smash Brothers tournament type of thing. And it's because they were trying to be safe. It's yeah. like they were doing it for good reasons.
0: Yeah. It's not like they're like, damn the man. They're like, look, we we have this thing. It's a big to do in the in the competitive uh calendar for Smash Brothers, period. Um, but for the safety of everyone, we want to do it this way. And of course Nintendo goes, no. All right, so let's go to number three. Uh, And it's centered around the cancellation of the official Splatoon tournament live stream. Splatoon 2, uh, the Splatoon 2 uh, North American Open, the official event was due to get a live stream, but the broadcast was canceled the day before the show was due to go out. On the tournament's official discord server, an admin explained that the decision was due to unexpected executional challenges. Now, when, of course, the internet sleuths out there started digging into everything, um, there seemed to be uh, a, something that, that appeared over and over and over again. And that was the fact that multiple teams competing in the tournament had been entering with names directly referencing hashtag free melee which has to do with the Smash Brothers Melee tournament. Mm -hmm. And as a result, it is rumored that Nintendo pulled the plug because they don't stand for that kind of thing. Now, of course, Nintendo hasn't released a public statement, but all signs point to this is why the official live stream, North American open live stream was canceled. Jeez. So Nintendo's not making any friends.
1: They care about the basically competition scene, like they will basically burn the house down just because they can, basically.
0: Yeah, look, I, I'm look. I as as I've stated several times in the past, I understand you want to protect your IP, and I understand that um, you you need to be strict about you know when you feel like your IP is in danger, but we are in a crazy ass world, an unprecedented time shit that's never happened before in anyone's lifetime is happening. And so I understand that, that there's this, this mindset of, if we let it go now, it'll happen over and over and over again. But God forbid that what's going on now ever happens again. There are so many, conventions, organizations, uh, leagues that are having to work around the craziness that is happening today. And Mm -hmm. for Nintendo to constantly be like, nah, nah, nah.
1: I mean, I look at even like our own robotics competitions where normally the whole idea is you're two on two and we're competing Mm -hmm. by ourselves. And that's just our own little corner universe and every league and every industry is having to, adapt to this different new normal in the hope is in the hope and expectation is it's everything can return. we are calling it that, but we want to go back to what the way it was before. Absolutely. Tournament organizers are no different. They don't want to have to do this remotely. They want to be, you know, have that atmosphere of a thousand people cheering with people on the stage. That's what they want.
0: I mean, let's, let's be honest with, with any, any of these, any of these competitive, uh, uh, scenes that not only, you know, would they prefer to have actual people there so that, you know, they, so that the players get caught up in the roar and the excitement, but also let's talk about the greenbacks here, shall we? The amount of money for getting a ticket to the thing. Uh, if it's at a, you know, if, if it's a distance, you know, an event that is not in your hometown hotels, uh, food, um, uh, entertainment, all that stuff. I mean, you're talking, you're talking about huge chunks of popular markets that are completely kaputs. Uh, bars and restaurants are like suffering extremely, um, unless you're in the street of Georgia, then you could go bowling, and get a tattoo. Uh, no, am sorry. That's true. But, mm. um, but like, you know, hotels, event venues, um, catering companies. Uh, I mean, everyone's hurting. So instead of trying to, you know, stomp around and and throw a hissy fit because people are trying to, to show some normalcy with their tournaments, you know, how hell have them sign an effing contract that, that stipulates, this is a one time thing.
1: Nintendo just has a blanket policy base. If anything, at least they're consistent in all the wrong ways. I mean, look, I like the the thing is
0: I, I, I grew up with Nintendo and, and I have the vast majority of their consoles and I love the vast majority of their games, but it's shit like this that just drives me nuts. Um, you know, and, and, and I am one of those people, um, one of those very strong supporters and believers of allowing fan-made projects to exist. I don't want people to... The, the 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 vast majority of people who are making fan-made projects are doing it because they love that IP, that universe, whatever. They're not in for the cash. If they're in for the cash, knock them the fuck down. But sure. if they're doing something, you know, for the love of, you know the cherished memories, the experiences that, you know, and be able to craft it to, to include things that maybe will never happen for the series, but they, you know, they want to see it this way. I, I would never want to piss on, on someone's dreams like that.
1: Yep. That's just me though. And, yeah. and, and
0: I, I love, I love drawing the parallel of, there was a fan made project called hero of time, which was a, uh, a, a Zelda, um, uh, fan-made movie, and Nintendo goes, no! And then at ba- about the same time, there was a Mega Man fan-made uh, m- movie, and Capcom Leary goes, high-five, bruh! Like, they're like, cool, we love that you love this enough that you made a movie about it. It was yeah. a bad movie. Oh my God, it was bad. But still, Capcom's like, cool.
1: Yep, well, that's not Nintendo.
0: No, it's not. But anyways, uh, you know... <laughs> We are in a crazy ass world. Shit is happening that's never happened before. And like I said, there are so many organizations, leagues, uh, schools uh, that have had to change in order to keep everyone safe. And to keep things as close to normal as possible. Allow people to continue to have their day-to-day even if they can't physically be there. And this Nintendo stuff just rubs me the wrong way.
1: Yep, I agree with you on that. Good, sir.
0: All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I believe we've reached the end of our show. So without further ado, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zealus, it has been a pleasure coming to you. Everything comes to our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout.
1: Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world.
0: Amen to that, brother. (music)